is wrong with the world? Like, half of the U.S. is Western metal larks. The other half is Northern Cardinals. Cardinals. Yep. And everything else is dumb. <laughs> Welcome to Hysterical History. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alexis. Was that recording? Yeah. I'm, I'm Haley. <laughs> and uh, we just did the birds and flowers. I hate them. And it's stupid. <laughs> We hope you enjoy it, even though it's dumb and I hate it. <laughs> At least Alaska has unique bird and flower. Yep. So this is going to be a, a bonus episode real quick. That's uh, a couple things that I left out of the Lizzie Borden episode we did. Yeah. Um, one of them is like, uh, like something that is kind of an important detail that I forgot <laughs> to mention. Because there's a lot going on. And we were on a very limited time to do things. Yeah. Uh, like, it seemed, it to us, it was like, oh, we're going to have, like, all day to record. Not true. No. Um They don't, like, let you be there for most of the day because they're doing tours. So they're like, get out. And then when you can finally come back, you only have, like, a couple hours until they do the night tours with the guests who are staying there. And then you go to bed. Yeah, and then quiet hours. Yeah. So, really, we had, like, a two- or three-hour window uh, for two days to do our recording. Yeah. And it was difficult. <laughs> we, were, we were, like, very quickly running out of time. We had to sit hunched over in half on, on a, a bed. bed. Yeah. And uh, a in a dead woman's bedroom that a million butts have farted in. Yeah. So. It was go, a lot. Ghost farts. But, uh... I want to talk about one, like, thing that's important to the trial, and then I want to talk about one of my favorite things while reading about women in history, yeah. which is people talking about what women <laughs> look like. But are they hot, though? And why that's important. Are they hot? And the accounts about Lizzie were so incredibly specific about her and Emma that I was just like, what's even happening right yeah. now? yeah. And they were published in newspapers. Like, that's why we have them. Mm-hmm. People publish this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. So first I want to talk real quick about, um, you're going to hear talk when people talk to you about Lizzie Borden about uh, her being on morphine mm-hmm. when she's interviewed. Uh, that's true. Um, so at first, like, the doctor gives her bromocaffeine, which is like Tylenol. Because she says she's, like, not feeling well because her parents are dead. And she found one of them. She just saw some stuff? Yeah, and it's stressful. And so she's, like, she says she got a headache and he gives her some Tylenol. But it doesn't really go away, right? She keeps complaining about a headache and feeling just terrible. And because it's, like, you know, the late 1800s, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're like, let's just give you some morphine. <laughs> From 5 to 100 real yeah. quick. Let's just give you some morphine. Um and I think that's the main reason why they don't allow, or one of the reasons why they don't allow in the inquest testimony for her mm-hmm. is uh, when she gives it, she says a lot of things that are contradictory to her, not, not and not like vastly contradictory, but like sort of not what she said before. Right. She's under the influence. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't allow that in. Yeah. And... At first, they're like, oh, man, this is so good for us, right, because this is proof that she's lying at one of these points because um, her story is not staying the same. Uh, but then her lawyer, because he's a good lawyer, points out that um, she was uh, under the influence of morphine prescribed from her doctor and, uh, you know, for her stress and pain and difficulty in the time of her mourning <laughs> of her parents and uh, that, I think, plus some other 
factors like the fact that she was told she was a suspect before the inquest and uh, (laughs) things like that, they threw it out. Yeah. uh, My grandmother was in the hospital and they gave her morphine once and she hated it because when she was on it, she saw the devil. Yeah. It's, It's like strong stuff. Right, people can have visual hallucinations, um, and for a lot of it, it's like, it's the equivalent of like, have you seen the videos of people who are waking up after they get their wisdom teeth taken out, and they're like high on pain meds, except for like, one of the most intense ones you can be on. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a lot. It's real nice, though. When I was on morphine, (laughs) after my surgery... I was like, this is a great time. <laughs> uh, 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 say an eight. Say your date. Yeah, say eight. <laughs> say eight. That's <laughs> um, not my just comedians. Yeah, joke. we're stealing their joke. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Regan, I think. Or Bill Ainfall, I can't remember. Uh, um, I think the first. Probably. Yeah. But, yeah, so they threw it out. But so people are going to talk about, like, oh, our testimony changes. Yeah, well, she was on drugs, so <laughs> too bad. And that's why they don't include it. Mm-hmm. And they just stick to the original statements she made, and she doesn't testify in court because why bother? And generally, defendants don't, and you probably shouldn't, honestly. I'm not here to give you legal advice because I'm not a lawyer, so you don't listen to me and pretend it was legal advice. But generally, defendants <laughs> do not testify for People a reason. laugh at you if you hold up a podcast called Hysterical History. Yeah, for your legal advice. As your legal advice. Do not do that. But anyway, that was the main thing that I left out that, like, when I was editing, I felt bad about because I'm yeah. like, oh, this is kind of important. But at the same time, it's like it's not important. Yeah. It's, like, important because people are going to mention it to you. Like, if you talk to them about Lizzie Borden murders and they know anything about it. But, like, if they – but they probably don't know enough to know. Like, it was thrown out. It doesn't matter, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I promise when I talk about Lizzie, I'm not specifically trying to be like, I don't think she killed them because blah, blah, and here's all the evidence that she didn't do it. I'm literally just looking at the evidence, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know. Well, you know, if she did, you botched it real good. Her accounts don't match up, but it's like she's on drugs. So, <laughs> yeah. Anybody, if they told me that was her thing, I'd be like, ooh, that's not good. And then they told me that person was on drugs. I'd be like, well, well, <laughs> maybe that's not the most reliable. Maybe uh, next time don't question them when they're on drugs. Maybe it's not good. Maybe don't do that. But here we now have a description of all the things about Lizzie and Emma. Yes. Um, some of this is about personality. But most of it's about physical appearance. Yeah. But it's just like the the amount of scrutiny that they're both getting. And speci- I mean, specifically Lizzie, obviously. But even just them looking at Lizzie and her personality and how that makes her guilty and all this stuff mm-hmm. is stupid. Uh, so Ronald Rice is a detective. Ronald. And he analyzed her handwriting. This is about her handwriting. Mm. Not her appearance or her person. And he said she was physical. Athletic, aggressive, intelligent, imaginative, determined, and capable of great anger. Her handwriting? I guess so. Hmm. Athletic? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, She was an extreme type of extrovert. I don't believe that's true. Was she? She gave the appearances of being prim 19th century lady, but I'm sure it would have surprised you if I had been in a room with her. What? When was this written? (laughs) I think, I don't know. It doesn't say. It's you usually don't hear people 
in the time they're living refer to their mm, own right. century. Probably in the 20th century. Yeah. Um, also, I had no idea if it is her century that people were doing handwriting analysis that early. Right. That's true. And, and it's like, I don't even know what he's looking for. He's just commenting <laughs> on her personality. Just flaunting his amazing detective skills. Ooh. Look at me, uh, Mr. Oh, Rice. it must be later, because it says uh, she could have been an Ethel Merman or a Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that dates it pretty well, huh? Hmm. <laughs> uh, but she lived in the 19th century and was always forced to suppress her true feelings. Mm. The frustrations must have been tremendous. Ah. Wow. Ugh. You hate those restrictive Victorian times. Get up in our sexy era. Mm, hate to <laughs> tell you, Mr. Rice, but women are always bundled up and angry. Mm-hmm. That's our secret. That's our secret. I'm always angry. <laughs> We're always angry. Uh, so I have an interview, it says, with Alan Wardell, a board and juror, offered much insight to the jurors and the trial. Uh, Wardell recalled Lizzie as rather good-looking, very genteel, nothing hard about her face, quite the sort of person anyone would like to know. Through the trial, she kept her emotions well in hand. The sphinx of coolness, she was called, when she was, or she had looked unperturbed on the hatchets which were brought into court. I'm just imagining, because <laughs> her... Her jury box was all dudes. All men. All dudes. Yeah. And I'm imagining, like, asking one, what did you think of uh, Lizzie? And one of them being like, she, uh, she seems like the kind of gal you'd want to know. I'd be like, what about her that isn't her breasts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you notice? He's, she's, she's very uh, pretty. <laughs> Can you imagine... Someone saying that about someone, like a woman currently accused of being a murderer. Yes. Of killing their parents with hatchets. Like one of the jurors. I can't imagine a juror <laughs> not saying a, that. Not a juror because you would be excused. People in the paper? Yeah. You would be. Even even a juror who was allowed on afterwards saying, being like, wow, she was real hot. I'm like, I mm, don't I have do a hard that. time believing that they would do that. Because we've had like celebrities, like women celebrities yep. who've committed crimes and no one comes forward as like, man, dad ass, though. Right. Like, yikes. None of the jurors are like, you know what I was considering? Her booty. But <laughs> dad booty. Okay. Have, has, has the uh, court considered dad da, booty, da though? Booty or <laughs> dem ankles. <laughs> hot. Hmm. Right. We got a lot of stuff about forehead later. Ooh, her hot forehead. <laughs> right. It sounds... Alien. It's like reading a description like out of a like Star Wars fanfic. Like, it does. Ooh, her forehead. <laughs> her weird, ridgy forehead with her little like oh. tentacle things poking out. So this is from the Boston Daily Globe, August 6, 1892. Uh, it's about Emma and Lizzie described as they left Second Street home for the funeral. Okay. So they're going to their parents' funeral. They're, uh, you know, heading out. For a funeral. While not handsome, Miss Lizzie oh is decidedly God. attractive in appearance. Oh what does my, that even mean? Oh my God. You just said she's not hot, but she is hot. She's out to a funeral, but she's like, mm, she's not hot, but she's okay. But she's like, kind of hot. I still do her. Like, sure. She's not like hot. But I wouldn't like brag about it to my friends. Um, she would impress one as belonging to a well bred and well reared family. Yeah, the family that died. Mm hmm. Her sister, Emma, who was quite a few steps behind in the hall, so she's walking behind her. I thought that was a euphemism for being uglier. Nope. 
I'm like, rude, 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 rude. Uh, they are going to a funeral. That'll happen later. Uh, <laughs> next made her appearance, and the two passed down the steps in the carriage in waiting. Miss Emma is a maiden lady of 37 years, who, which great, let's mention her age. Already like a maid of 30-something. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Whose personal appearance is not so attractive. She is similar in stature of slight figure, and her features are less regular. Well, less regular. She does look like <laughs> a King of the Hill character. Oh no! I wish that I went. I'm pretty sure it's not from the Boston Daily Globe, but I wish it was the person who drew her writing this. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our Facebook page, we have a like comparison. I think each portrait is a different artist. Every single one is a different paper. Uh, but you can, so it might be the same artist selling to different papers. But. Oh, uh, which would be incredible. Yeah, if it's the same artist. Well, definitely, two, three out of four of them could be the same artist. But One of them's not. There is a distinct change in quality of style. style. <laughs> yeah, uh, between everyone versus Emma. Yeah, because uh, Emma looks like a King of the Hill character. She really does. And it's I lo- every time I see it, it brings me joy. It, I, it's not often that when I'm reading like a historical, you know, based book like that's specifically about what actually happened that I turn the page and immediately start laughing. <laughs> I laugh so hard that I was like, oh my gosh! Oh, the shade of it all. I also love because uh, one of our listeners asked us to post it because they said they tried to look for it online and they couldn't find it. And I mm-hmm. really want them to tell me what they Googled. What did you? Yeah. Because <laughs> first of all, like, it, I don't, like, you found it in a book somewhere. Yeah. I found it in a book that was, like, on archive.org that I had to borrow from an online library. Yeah. So it's not, like, Googleable. <laughs> and I'm sure it isn't tagged with Emma, King of the Hill, <laughs> Borden. <laughs> It should be. It should, <laughs> but it should be. Tagged. Come on, Len. <laughs> That's Len Rabello who wrote that book. Nice. Anyway, uh, back to Emma, who's less pretty than her sister. I love you, Emma. She's older and less hot. Emma, Miss Emma looks precisely what she is by reputation, quiet and even timid in manner, wholly inoffensive, with manifest good nature but no end to diff- diffidence. I'm going to kill you. She materially differs from Lizzie, who is self-possessed, deliberate, and confident in all her actions. Mm. Oh, also, I missed this line somehow. She has a small receding chin and darker hair. Receding chin. Bobby. It is slowly (laughs) going into her face. As the longer you look, the more it disappears. The less chin she has. (laughs) So there's that. It just, (laughs) if you look long enough, it's just an upper jaw. Okay, this is about Lizzie. Uh-huh. Uh, her dark, lustrous eyes, ordinarily flashing, were dimmed, and her pale face was evident of the physical suffering she was undergoing and oh had experienced. God. This one reads exactly like, have you read those, uh, there's like Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts. It's like men writing description of women mm-hmm. badly. Yes. And I'm like, this is, this is what it is. It sounds like it's from a romance novel. Yeah. Yep. Like, she she was full of suffering. And, and it's about a real person who's grieving their dead parents. And, like, might also be a murderer. They don't know. Right. Uh, at the very least, grieving parents. At the worst, killed her parents. Yeah. And they're like, her lustrous flashing eyes. Get out of my face. 
Stop it. Okay, it's about Emma. Uh, mild and gentle disposition, but there was little mildness about Lizzie. Oh, my God. She, Lizzie, grew up to be much of a recluse, which was weird because earlier we heard she's the most extroverted person that could possibly be. Athletic. Yeah. Outgoing, lustrous. She is far from homely, though not particularly handsome. So she not hot, but she ain't ugly. (laughs) I'd still do her. But she never had a lover. She has avoided the company of young men and has never gone into society. Why would you? She has her defenders who say she has an amiable disposition. One thing is certain. She has wonderful self-possession. They say that a lot. When with Dr. Bowen, she stood by her father's body. When her mother was discovered murdered at the time of the funeral and on all occasions since this story began, she has manifested, they say, almost unshaken calmness. She is a masculine-looking woman with a strong, resolute, unsympathetic face. Oh, my God. She is robustly built, 33 years old, and of average height. Her voice has a peculiar, guttural harshness. What? Her hair is brown and long. Her eyes are brown and steady. (laughs) Her self-possession is expressed in her eyes. This is... You're describing a Morlock. What is happening? I do not think that she is afraid of many things. She (laughs) must know that she is under constant police espionage and suspicion, but there is nothing in her appearance to show that she is concerned about it. She declined today to make any statement about her case. That one... There's that... There's only one line this whole thing that I like, and it was, I do not think... That she is afraid of many things. Yeah. Like, that's a very good descriptive line. It is. And I think it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything else is garbage. That was, uh, hold on, let me look at the paper that was for. That was from the New York Herald. Good job on one sentence. <laughs> this one's from the New Bedford Evening Standard. Too many words. <laughs> Did you ever know Lizzie Borden to show any indications of insanity? No, sir, Dr. Handy. I think he's being interviewed. Um, Nor of mental hysteria, common to women. (laughs) So common? Why would it be common? Uh, Not a bit of it. There was nothing of any kind. Lizzie was nothing of any kind. I don't know what that means. Nothing at all? Lizzie was not the sort of girl, not that sort of girl. Although hysteria is common to that sex, she never showed any signs of it. Common to them. Common. Uh, it's, It's pretty... Oh, one-sided. This is 1892. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just had to include that because it mentioned hysterical-ness. So, ah! there you go. I'm glad we had that episode so uh-huh. we, we can just point to it and scream. Yeah. Be like, look. <laughs> just yell a lot. Uh, this one the void. is from New Bedford Evening Standard again. There's so many. Oh, God. It hurts. There's a lot. Oh, uh, no. Frequent remarks are made daily complimentary to the Borden girls' hair. Upon neither of them has Dame Nature lavished her gifts, but both are favored with beautiful and abundant hair. What is the negging? Come on. Why do you keep negging them? Why? Miss Lizzie's, her hair, is invariably worn high on her head. It is a medium brown in color, fine, and exceptionally glossy, and always carefully curled in front, and shows a slight suggestion of waviness at the back. The hair of the other, meaning Emma, the other, is darker and heavier and truly may be termed as soft as silk. Have you felt her hair? Why are you riding this? Who is this for? I don't know. (laughs) Is this because they don't have paparazzi photography? I guess. 
They're just describing like, man, it. Man, her hair is so seamless smooth. <laughs> they don't actually have visual, like intrusiveness, so they write the intrusiveness. I guess. Uh, I don't know who this is from, but here's another quote from them. These are all from newspapers, uh, pretty much. She appears to be a woman who has never. This is Lizzie. I'm assuming. Never had a practical idea. Yeah, what? Her cheeks are flabby with fat. Her lips what? are full and pouty. What? Her eyes are shy and distrustful. Indeed, hers is one of those baby faces that we sometimes see in a crowd that cause us to wonder what their possessors find to live for it. What? <laughs> I don't even think that's a sentence. <laughs> Who has to find what to live for it? What? Mm. I read it correctly. Um, it is very certain that she has never been any use to this world and has never. And it ends. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean. Whoa. What? I don't know. I've had that thought about not uh, any women. Yeah. Certain politicians. Sure. <laughs> Male ones, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from. Julius Chambers, Who Killed the Bordens? Uh, Collier's Once a Week is where it is. So the the Julius Chambers guy who wrote it, it's called Who Killed the Bordens, and it's in Collier's Once a Week. Okay. Uh, It says, about her appearance specifically, uh, while her sister may be a woman with some passion, Lizzie would never be suspected of it. She is cold gray eye. Just one, I guess. <laughs> Pirate. Thin, almost bloodless lips and is wanting in personal attraction of any kind. I was so hoping it would be bloodless lip. <laughs> I know. One eye, one <laughs> lip. One nostril. So far as I am able to ascertain after inquiry, she never had a lover and her hand was never asked in marriage. Did you ask? I mean, he's not wrong. Like... It's it's so much. Every one of them is a little different, a little more contradictory. Yeah, they're all. None of them are nice, but they're all different. And some of them are nice in a gross way. Yeah, yeah. So even if it's positive, I guess it's still like gross. Ew, you're thinking about it too much. Mm, why is this so specific? Lizzie's dark brown hair, full forehead, her wide eyes had an unpleasant stare. Okay. Her cheeks, which are over full. Hang down below the line of the chin, make a pronounced mark on the either side of her face, carrying the line from the lower part of the ear a long distance down to the point of an obstinate and stubborn chin. This is too many words. That was somebody from 1992. What? Yeah. That's too many words. That's a that's a book he wrote, and that's how he was describing her. From 1992. Too many words. A hundred years later. A hundred years later. It feels, What's the point? It feels like a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's another one from... Uh, this, this is from 1893, okay. but it was published later in 1992 in a source book. But it's from the time. Great. Yeah. I don't know where it's from, though. Anyway, Little Woman... Question mark? <laughs> yes. For descriptions which have been sent broadcast as to the Amazonic proportions, the masculinity of Miss Lizzie Borden's physique, are very far from the truth. She is of medium height. That is true. Um, had grown somewhat stouter by confinement and possesses muscular strength in her arms alone. How would you know? 
Have you, like, put her on a weight She's a Victorian woman. You can't see her legs. Right. Did you have her run a mile or... How do you even know her arms have strength? Yeah. Like... Have you seen them? Has she done a pull-up or... (laughs) Hmm. It's weird. Okay, I have another one about Lizzie. Yeah. And now the difficult thing is to describe her face. Oh, it's such a hardship. Like her dress, it is that of a lady. She has large brown eyes and a fine forehead, but her nose is a tilting one, and her cheekbones are so prominent that the lower part of her countenance is greatly overweighed. What? Her head is broadest at the ears. Her cheeks are very plump, and her jaws are strong and conspicu- conspicuous. Like, to anyone who has maybe done a study on this, is this a, like, pre-photography thing? Is that like, normal? Like, is this is this why? I've never seen I've never seen accounts so incredibly specific. Is this why we don't do this anymore? It's just it's weird because I bet if you collected them all in one place, it would be similar for other uh, like notorious women. Sure, or at least ones who are visible to reporters. Sure, or people with pens. Yeah, I'm sure plenty of people described. Uh, you know, first ladies and you know, famous actresses. Et sure, cetera. yeah. Uh, but like, we don't we don't do this anymore. But we no. are really obsessive about like, photo- like yeah. photography, like right. photography, visual media, every little detail about them. Still, yeah. I wonder if it's just it's taken a different course. It now. has become visual instead of mm-hmm. uh, reading about it. It's just a different obsession now. Yeah. I think this is a continuation. Yeah. So the last one ended. Her thick lips Gosh. and this one starts are pallid from sickness. Thick. And her mouth is drawn down into two very deep creases that denote either a melancholy or irritable disposition. I mean it's at it's at you. She is no Medusa or Gorgon. <laughs> okay. She wishes she was. There is nothing wicked, criminal, or hard in her features. It's not up to you. It's not about what people look like. Yeah. Uh, her manner is public and often been described as if she were callous and brazen. It was not so today. She behaved like a self-possessed girl. They say that constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the grit that comes of American blood, which had flowered or flowed pure in her family during centuries. She was modest, calm, and quiet, and it was plain to see that she had complete mastery of herself and could make her sensations and emotions invisible to an important public. Wow. Mm. Huh. That was from the New Bedford Mercury, which is apparently another paper. They have too many. I wonder how many are still in business. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Here's another one. Miss Borden's womanhood was fully established when she burst into tears at hearing the decision of the lawyers. And with womanhood, there must be at least a modicum of the art and ways of femininity. I guess. I don't really know what that means. She's clearly a woman. She cried today. All of her ways. Womaning. Wow. Men would never. Ew. Seldom can any person have seen quite such another woman as this prisoner. I don't know what that means. Her face is part of the time like that of a graven image, and at other times it is as responsive to one emotion as the face of an actor. That one emotion is her sense of the ridiculous. (laughs) 
She has been seen to weep but once, and that was today. Her father <laughs> never even once gave relief to his sorrow or joy in tears. Her father? What are they talking about? Like in the past? I, maybe. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, she has laughed many times thus far in court. Mr. Robinson made her laugh more than once today. In, res- in repose, hers is a dull and lifeless-looking face. So when she's not laughing, she looks dead. It's almost like she's not happy to be there. When she smiles or laughs, it is bright and sensitive countenance, but her evidences of pleasure and humor are very effervescent. Why can't she smile more? Yep. If only she smiled more. Literally, yeah, let's translate it. Oh, I wish she'd <laughs> smile more. I, I heard what you wrote. When she doesn't smile, she looks dead. I heard. Always in a minute, she casts off all traces of what stirred her, and her face becomes once again a dull, heavy mark. You should that was, smile more, Lizzie That was Gordon. for Fall River Daily Herald. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. You should smile more. The trial of Lizzie Borden says the New York Herald bids fair to surpass in general interest any criminal trial in the country since that of Gateau. <laughs> oh, it's been a quiet few years. How many yeah. how many years in between? I don't know. Let me look. I but I put this in here specifically because I was like, that's my boy Gateau. <laughs> we know uh, who he is. Trial. Yeah, when does this trial happen? Uh 1882 is when he dies. He assassinated him in 1881. So it's been like 10 years, maybe. Okay. Um, Not only in New England, but all over the country, the most lively interest is taken in this celebrated case. Hmm. Celebrated. Celebrated. Hmm, Interesting words. Hmm. Um, Oh, this was one other thing I wanted to mention, because I think I didn't uh, in our main episode, but... Uh, in 1996 dollars, the total cost of the trial was approximately 2.5 million dollars. Yeah, to find nothing. Yeah, great job. <laughs> I I don't know where I seem to remember someone mentioning it was very expensive. Quite expensive to end up with nothing. Yeah, and then to not even try anymore. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't look for anyone else. They didn't. Follow any no. other leads? Did they even have any other leads? Nope. I don't think so. They didn't... I mean, because they didn't try. Yeah. It's not like there aren't other options that you could think about. No. Is it because, like, they couldn't at that point, or they were just really sure it was her and they didn't want to bother? I think they thought it was her and they were too lazy to try otherwise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a combo. So the worst of all options. Uh, yep. <laughs> Pretty Be- much. Because you do think she's a murderer and you're still not trying. I mean, once she's acquitted, you can't really do anything. Yikes. But you could maybe see if it was possibly someone else. Uh, while she was never a pretty woman, Damn it. she had one great charm. This was her laugh. <laughs> Even under the stress and strain of her life, she would laugh when pleased like a child. A bubbling, carefree laugh that forced others to laugh out of joy with her. It's very weird. Yeah. Because uh, you know the very next one is going to be like, it's really weird how she laughed at the trial. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it made her look like a psychopath. And this is the last one I included. Uh, this isn't so much about her appearance, but... 
just the uh, sarcasm in this is like... <laughs> just a little cherry on top? It's just like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, it starts, poor Lizzie Borden, with uh-huh. an exclamation point. She has been deluged with all sorts of letters from cranks as well as well-meaning persons. Suggestions have been made that she go on stage or take the lecture platform, and it is said that she has received several offers of marriage. The very latest, however, is the news that an enthusiastic Maine woman has named her baby for her. Again, we say, poor Lizzie Borden. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Oh, why is she sad? Look at all the nice things that are happening to her now. She could make so much money from the lecture circuit and people want to marry her. Oh, wah. What a sad day to be you. Oh, sad that her parents got murdered and she got blamed for it. And everyone will only talk to her about that for the rest of her life. Everyone in her town will shun her forever. (sighs) Poor Lizzie Borden. She really should have moved. Yeah, she should have. Take your money and run, Lizzie. Seriously. And just like... But I'm just like, the, I mean, most of this is just like, look at the insensitivity of men. And I'm like, that for me was a cherry on top. They're like, wow. Whoa, don't feel bad for her. Why aren't you grateful? Like, what? Like, she ever wanted people to propose to her because they know she exists because her parents got murdered. Mm-hmm. And she, like, got accused of it. Wow. <laughs> you know, those are going to be the good ones. Those are real true marriages. Definitely love. Yep. Mm. <sighs> I feel like if she wanted to be married, she probably would be. Mm-hmm. She probably would have tried. <laughs> and she didn't. So. Did not. Anyway, <laughs> that was the Lizzie Borden bonus. <laughs> now you know way too much about what Lizzie looks like. And Emma. Very. Like, um... When's the last time you saw, like, a little history opinion piece about what Cleopatra really looked like? Uh Uh-huh. When's the last time you saw a history opinion piece about what Julius Caesar really looked like? Yeah. Have you ever seen one? Nobody cares what men look like. Just women. Yep. (sighs) Like, one of my favorite things, we've been listening to Six, which is a musical about Henry VIII's wives. Yeah, And one of them talks about him being fat, and I'm like, yep. (laughs) Uh, Because for the time, he is amazingly fat. He's big. He's large. He's like 300 pounds. Large. In the 1500s. yes. Wow. He's working hard. Impressive. (laughs) But I was like, finally, we're talking about what he looks like. Uh, That's good. Thanks. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this little bonus bite of um sexism <laughs> just a fun loving having time just a fun romp through what do women look like just a slice of yikes mm-hmm. <laughs> slice of yikes on bikes slice of yike uh but yeah <laughs> you get uh email us at podcast at gmail.com what do you think lizzie looks like describe her in detail for me <laughs> look her picture up and you tell me get your your worst Man splaining your purple prose of her, <laughs> the planes of her face, or yeah, it's so bad. please, or I just email know. us anything you want. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can review us on iTunes or Stitcher or what have you. And uh, yeah, whatever you want, thanks whatever, for doing that. Whatever you feel, you don't even have to smile. Yeah, you don't. Please frown while you do it, but be nice. You can be nice and frown at the same time. Scowl. <laughs> 
Make a fun scowl. Angry sound. <laughs> uh anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>